nights to you guys. This week's episode is Molly Brown. She's an actor and comedian and is fucking hilarious. Look up her stuff. Um, I really can't stress this enough. I really like what she does. Um, she's incredible. We have a nice little chat about therapy, being mentally ill, and Iowa. Um, also, I'd like to thank Billy Conahan for use of his track to be Arnoff, the album, sorry, Leaping with Intent to Fly, which is out now on iTunes and Spotify. Go get you it. It's incredible. I love the hell out of it. Um, go to patreon.com if you have an interest in donating to this and many other shows that Wayward Wordsmith has in its pantheon. That is right. We are like the Norse gods up in this bitch. I would also like you to encourage you to um, rate, subscribe, review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at PNP, no, PNN, pod, at Twitter. Um, let's just, let's just get into this interview, guys. Who's this guy talking? Hi, Molly. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I, I would assume that you absolutely hate the Debbie Reynolds movie. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Man, the unsinkable Molly Brown? Yeah. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, singing in the rain. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually, um, I, I've, I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. I, right. um Yeah, it was crazy. My parents, um, I don't remember which one of them was like, uh, you know, because my last name's Brown. They were like, let's name her Molly. And mm-hmm. then... Um, I don't know, like, whose brilliant idea that was. And the other one was like, <laughs> no, because, like, Molly Brown, the, it'll be, like, a whole thing. But I, that movie must have already come out, but at the time, because the big one yeah. is the Titanic. That's uh-huh. the one that really made it mainstream, and that came out the same year I was born, I think. Okay. So it was like, oops. Now, is there someone named Molly in the Titanic? I've never seen it. Oh, that well, so that's where Molly Brown came from. That's, like... Um, yeah, Molly Brown was a real person. Her real name was Margaret. Mm-hmm. Margaret Brown does not sound as good as Molly Brown, but that like people true. called her Molly, <laughs> supposedly. Um, and so she was on the Titanic. She's a very wealthy woman, and she's the one who's in the Titanic. And she's like, "We gotta go back and save people." Oh, okay. So yeah, she saved like a bunch of people. Maybe not that many people, but like a few enough that it was no. Yeah, enough that it was like, "Hey, this rich lady's putting up a fuss. Like, we gotta <laughs> go back and get some poor people." Um, so yeah, and then uh, it's like. Everyone's like, oh, oh the unsinkable. Mm-hmm. I bet you get that all the time. I'm like, yep, no, I, I, I yeah, do. Absolutely. <laughs> you could have yeah. just, you could have just not done it. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So where are you from? I'm from Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, smack dab in the middle of the country. Okay. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a cool place. Uh, if if you like being bored and <laughs> um, you like not being able to do what you want to do. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> if you enjoy being repressed in every sense. Yeah, it's I a beautiful place. Like it was, it was a fine place to like grow up. Uh-huh. And like I, when people hear that I'm from Iowa, they're like, "Oh, you're you're a farmer," and I'm like, "No, like there's, <laughs> you know, what's so wild is there are cities in the Midwest, and it, and in fact, I am from one, and and like I also, I'm so I'm from like the second biggest city in Iowa, which of course is not a huge city mm. but you know which is the name the name of which is cedar rapids oh cedar rapids cedar yep. rapids mm-hmm. you know, yeah cedar rapids you know there was that movie cedar rapids sure <laughs> there was a movie called cedar rapids it was it was a, a joke about like this small town guy yeah. he's going to the big city which is cedar rapids so uh, like, oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 and um and i lived like really close to chicago mm-hmm. and also like we also got out of Iowa all yeah. the time. Like, we yeah. left a bunch. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my parents lived in Dubuque for a while. So. Oh really? Yeah, I'm from like Rochester, Minnesota, Minneapolis. Okay. Oh. Oops. Um. Okay. So, and did you start doing performing there? And because you're an actress as well as a comedian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that's like the, I mean that's the main focus is acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I started. Um, I mean, I started doing like middle school theater. Uh, I mean, my first play was like in fifth grade or like fifth grade class did this uh, Sudoku and the a thousand paper cranes, which is, you know, cultural appropriation at its finest at a bunch of like, <laughs> but I'm sh- it's also like, it wasn't like, like that. It was just like, we, we read this story about this girl who had cancer or leukemia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a good time, but, um, no, and yeah, it's I, a very good yeah, time with it wasn't a good time for her, but we had a bunch <laughs> of fun because we didn't know what was happening. We got to fold a bunch of cranes and we we're like, this is cool. Origami is cool. Um, I like Blade Runner. It's cool. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I started doing, I was like, I really liked performing and stuff in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I started going to a performing arts theater camp in oh, the cool. summer. Stage Door Manor in, okay. in New York. It's like, some people have heard of it. Other people are like, why would you say that? Like, I know what it's going to be. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. Because I just never know. Yeah. It's a toss-up. Yeah. So you you started going to... Um, I'm just making sure I heard mm-hmm. you right. You started going to school out here during the summers? No, no I started no. going to a theater camp. So just like... Okay, okay. Was, I'm sorry. Yeah. Each session was like three weeks of the summer. Yeah. Like a million dollars a day. <laughs> it was just like super expensive. But I, uh, I convinced my family to let me go. Um, and, and then I started like, that was like what made me get my first job is like, I wanted to go longer and they were like, all right, well, you're going to have to pay for some of that. (laughs) It was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Fine then. Yeah. All right. But the good thing about that is I've had like a work ethic since I was in high school because it was like, oh, so you're saying if I get a job. I can uh, do the things I want to do. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Fascinating idea. This yeah. capitalism. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and did you go to school in Iowa? Or? I did. Okay. I um, the dream was NYU. Mm-hmm. But but the reality. But the reality was that one year at NYU was more expensive than four years uh-huh. at the University of Iowa. So I went to college thirty minutes from home. Um, and wow. yeah, that must have been very convenient. I mean, I lived at the college. Though. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but like and you was, go home to do laundry or no. whatever. No, no, because I had laundry. Like I lived in a dorm my first two years, and I just had laundry like <laughs> heard three doors down. You know, like so it was like okay, oh, three doors down. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just like I just I, I didn't really go home much at all. Um. And it was, like, it was just far enough that, like, my mom wouldn't just be there. Yeah. But, like, I am the biggest baby that, like, if I ever got sick, I'd be like, hey, you want to just, like, <laughs> leave work and just come <laughs> hang out with me? And, and and she just would. Text, so. please bring soup. Yeah. I'm dying. That's so great. Um, and when did you start doing, like, stand-up? Because you seem... And did you... Go to school for acting? Yeah. yeah. I, so I went to, I was a double major in theater arts and political science. Very cool. Yeah. I, I dropped the political science major and switched it to a minor because mm-hmm. I was like, I took all the classes I wanted to take and like I, and the minor was complete and I would have had to take classes that I wasn't really interested in. Because um, what I'm most interested in politics and, and in general is just like the public opinion hmm. and, and how how certain groups of people vote and like why people vote and just how the media affects people and and all of that cool stuff so it's more of a social science and less of a right yeah socio-political thing yeah yeah, cool. yeah. um that's what i find interesting as well yeah so i was like cool and like my entire family is, is a bunch of lawyers uh-huh. so i was like yeah okay i guess you know if i want something in common with them if i need to like talk to them ever i should probably know stuff <laughs> Um, so I did. And then I, um, it's actually crazy. There's a, there's a huge stand-up scene at the University of Iowa. Really? I'm not a part of it. I was never <laughs> a part of it. I never had any desire to be a part of it. Okay. And when you've seen my set, like, yeah, a lot of, I talk about, like, I just don't think the jokes about my ex-boyfriend going down on me 
would have gone over well with him in the audience, you know? <laughs> yes. So it was just like, there's something that's beautiful about New York, and I love it, and it also kills me, is the anonymity. Anonymity. Anemones. Uh, um, well, just like no one no. knowing who you yeah. are. Yes. Because uh, I'm like, oh, man, I can yeah. say whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And first of all, no one's going to care except for me, and mm-hmm. it's great. But yeah, I just... um. So I didn't start doing stand-up. One of my jokes is like uh, that my ex said that I uh, needed more attention, and so I started doing stand-up comedy to prove him wrong, and that's like actually true. Um, I mean, not like really. I didn't start doing it to prove him wrong, but I I really started doing stand-up when we broke up. Yeah. Because it was so crazy. Is like I would just think all the time while we were like dating, <laughs> like oh man. I can't wait to talk about these things <laughs> to like people and like do a stand up set about this. And then like <laughs> just struck by reality of like, oh shit, I have the power to break up with you. I can just end this myself <laughs> and like do this now. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Um, yeah. And then I started doing stand up and um, the jokes were received like really well. Mm-hmm. Like everyone talks about like, oh, your, your first time is going to be the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not. Yeah. It was like my second time was like the worst ever. Yeah. And then a little like mixed bag. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I think it just depends on where you're at. And I find more and more with stand-up, like it's it, all about the, the audience that you happen to be in yeah. front of. Specifically for your first time. Mm-hmm. Like if, like I did an open mic for the first time and it just, they weren't into my kind of comedy. And right. so I bombed. Yeah. And that made me incredibly angry. Yeah. Because, you know, every stand-up comic is like, no, I'm a genius, you right. idiots. But, um, but yeah. And so I don't think that's a universal thing. But I would imagine, like, I think it would almost be worse to go it to go over really, really well the first time. And then the second time. It was very strange. Yeah, going getting smacked down like that. But it was also, like, you know... I try not to, like, fall back on I'm a woman, no one likes me. But, you know, it was, like, I took that audience with a grain of salt because I looked around. Mm-hmm. I was, like, first of all, there's four people here. One of them is me. Three of them are <laughs> men who do not seem interested in me from the get-go. Yeah. And, like, it's just... So, I've also just, like... I don't think it was as easy then, but since then... Like, especially now, I don't feel, I don't get upset when people don't laugh at my jokes mm-hmm. anymore because I like them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, oh, man, you know, I think I'm funny. So yeah. like, <laughs> I like, I don't care. Like, yeah. this is a this is a really good time that I'm having. Mm-hmm. And because um, that's the other thing is, and I was talking to someone about it, like, I think like two nights ago, because people are like, oh, my God, stand up comedy. Like, that. Is it so hard? I'm like, not if you're funny. I don't know. Like, uh, no. Um, it's like, no, it, like, I don't think it's that hard because especially if you can go in with the mindset of like, this is what I want. I understand that I am not a, like a, everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. I'm not the comedian that everyone wants to listen to. And like, I get that because mm-hmm. like the comedians that are like, so commercially successful are not the comedians that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. I yep. I like very, and that's like, this is like a random example, but like, it's like, I don't really like SNL. Heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't tell Lauren Michaels. <laughs> don't tell him. Um, no, my I don't. understanding is that you don't like my show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just like, I don't, I don't really like it and I don't fault them for it, but mm-hmm. they have to appeal to the masses. Yeah. And that's why, like, and also, like, sketch comedy isn't, like, my favorite thing in the world, but, like, very specific. Like, um, like, Donald Glover. Yeah. Uh, mystery. Mystery team, yeah. Mystery, yeah, like, that, that was, like, oh, my God, like, because they have an audience in mind. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you're not trying to please anyone, that's when you make good stuff. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like... That's why I'm all tangled in my cords. Oh. Um, <laughs> in case you were wondering what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but I, f- I agree. And I feel like that's why I think actors should definitely try stand-up for like a month. Because it really yeah. hyper-focuses on like who are you as a performer? Who yeah. you are as a person as well. And then realize that not everyone likes you. 
and yeah. that's okay. And then, like, it made my audition game so much more, so much stronger because yeah. you just show up and, like, this is what I want to do with this piece. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to go hit up a mic anyway. Yeah. Like, I think that for me has, I haven't really melded those two things as mm-hmm. well as I'd like to. Because I think, like, part of the thing of my comedy is also, like, the shock value of, like, this girl who kind of looks like a 15-year-old saying these, like, mm-hmm. wild statements. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, when I'm auditioning for 15-year-olds, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> now, when you say for 15-year-olds, do you mean the auditioneers are 15-year-olds? No, no, no. And you're the like, auditioneers oh, okay. are, are very scary people. Um, no, they're not, they're not scary, but it's just, like, they're not 15, but they want me to be 15. And I'm like, listen, I'll do it, but, like, just don't ask me what I was doing last night. Like, I don't want to talk about the set that I had last night because it's, it's not going to be what you want to see tonight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to be exactly what you're looking for at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I want to blend those two things. Um, but comedy for me has been like so much. And like part of the reason I got into it, because, you know, I moved here a year ago mm. and like a little over a year, like a year ago and a month. So like I've been here for not very long, but I in like never satisfied with like where I currently am so so like when I wasn't acting it would be like what can I work on now Mm -hmm. what can I be doing now so like comedy for me is just like the thing that I get to keep trying to improve and the thing that I get to keep working on that's awesome yeah Yeah. I I definitely agree it like fills in the corners as it were um there was something I was going to say, and now it's gone. I also feel like I had a bigger point with the last thing I was talking about, and I have no idea what it was. <laughs> it was just like, uh, I tell jokes, and yep, I yep. think that's exactly <laughs> I it. You. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and what's really cool, um, what I we the reason, you know, the way we met was we mm-hmm. saw each other's acts, and what, was, mm-hmm. what I really love um, is just seeing, like, different personality styles as well, yeah. because I feel like you and I, we'd, like, as far as some Very of the, different. Yeah, some of the subject matter is similar, similar, but, like, the way we go about it is so yeah. different, and I love seeing that. And and I, I don't know where I was going with that, other than, yeah. like, it's a, really about being yourself, and I feel like the more you well, that's, realize as an artist, that's what an artist yeah. is, you know? I think, like, that, that was, like, the weird thing of, of, like, I remember, like, I was first, like, I met this guy at some open mics and we started doing open mics together mm-hmm. and then we don't hang out anymore because he's a little strange but like <laughs> he um he was like yeah your persona is like really interesting and I was like that it's not like a persona that's just like me as a person telling jokes mm-hmm. <laughs> just like and it's but that's the thing is like I feel like my jokes aren't even like sometimes I feel like I'm cheating because like I'm like these aren't you know this is just like I didn't even really think of a punchline this is just like what actually happened <laughs> and like that's just funny you know like i just i'm just a person who gets in weird situations Uh and then like my method of telling them enhances them i think and like Mm -hmm. makes people laugh which is good um but i don't like i never like there are times like i think there's like a bit of a persona but like not really yeah you just seem like really laid back yeah i try to be like unassuming um about like i don't know if people are gonna laugh here which actually helps Mm -hmm. because sometimes people don't so you know (laughs) so uh my favorite thing was the introduction is like hi i'm molly brown and uh these are some jokes yeah and you're just like well they asked me they're like um well so they asked me to send them like a clip of my stand-up which i was like a little like i and i wasn't like too thrown but like the thing is i didn't i i was approached by them the first time mm-hmm. and so i was like oh i i'm i'm so sorry i thought you you knew what it was <laughs> I, I, I okay yeah i guess you don't I know can. who i am so we have, yeah i mean like clearly i'm not i'm not famous but like i was like oh i thought that that was something you knew about um mm-hmm. okay let me and i don't i don't post videos of myself doing stand-up online because i'm i have like a clip or two mm-hmm. um but also because it's like, you know, I think that my jokes can always get better and I don't want to have like yeah the one joke. But I did post this um, set of me and I had this clip of uh, me doing like post-election night 
uh, stand-up. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was all like, it was the day after the election. I was so upset. And um, and it, none of, I didn't do jokes. I just talked about like, I was in the Javits Center. I was, I was there and I talked about like, the the mood of the crowd and and how like might have been karma because I was a dick about how good of tickets I had and it was it was like there weren't too many actual jokes but like it was just kind of like the overwhelming like theme of that day was just like let's find something to laugh about and mm-hmm. so I sent them that and I was like hey so like normally my stuff isn't like political but like here's here's just like the longest video I have and they were like oh feel free to do politics I said no I'm not gonna um, <laughs> I no, like my stuff isn't political for a reason because I'm not that good at it <laughs> like people are I just feel like political stuff is is very um and I watch like every like late night show yeah uh, so like I've heard all the jokes and I'm like, those are the, those are the ones, those yep. are the good ones. I think those are good. I don't want to do it. Um, cause also like, I really only talk about myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So then they were like, so when they were naming in the program, my set, they, they called it like politics. And I said, Oh no, no, guys, no, 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 my jokes are not. They're no, like, no. so what do you want to call it? We can call it like untitled. And I said, uh, you can call it like jokes if you want. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> These are jokes. <laughs> Some jokes. Yeah, um, I find that it is safest and best to play jokes on yourself as a comedian. Yeah. Because like if you go out and you attack something, then someone's going to get upset with you. Mm-hmm. And like specifically for me in this current climate as mm-hmm. a white dude, I'm yeah. like, I don't want yeah. to upset anyone yeah. at all. And so I think that's the the strongest play. Um, so I en- end up talking about like myself, and then things I like because yeah. I have a strong opinion about them. Right. And I feel like that's I, I feel like you do the same thing. And I think what's really wonderful about your act is that you you're right. You're mostly just telling stories. Yeah. And there's a real value in that. And yeah. and I think. I, a lot of the times I wish I could do what you do, but like, I, I'm not built for that. I'm built differently. I think it's, um, so at the University of Iowa, they have the, uh, the Iowa Writers Workshop, which is, uh, like a very famous program and it's the best writing, uh, grad program in the country. And like, we're super proud of it. Iowa City is actually like randomly this really cool place. It's a UNESCO city of literature. I don't really know what that means, but <laughs> I know that it's the only one in the United States. Which it seems wild that like New York wouldn't also be one, but mm-hmm. apparently it's just Iowa City. Um, <laughs> and I took a lot of writing classes. Like I, I wrote, I took a lot of like nonfiction writing classes and I like, you know, I'm inspired by comics like Mike Birbiglia, mm-hmm. especially uh, my girlfriend's boyfriend. Yes. Like, that to me is just like the pinnacle of like, not only was that funny, but like that moved me. Mm-hmm. And that like, I just, I loved that. Um, so like, I, I do like to just like have stories. And so sometimes I'm like, Oh, there's not really a punchline to my jokes. <laughs> I don't know, because these are just <laughs> things. But, um, yeah. But I think that's okay. And, like, I think... Um, I think the concept of punchlines in general, you can just, like... I wouldn't... At least the way I kind of approach of it is, like, you just don't worry about it. Like, you, there are times where they're very jokey and, like, here's the yeah. setup, here's the punchline. But, like, if you just say a weird thing or you're right. just expressing yourself... It, in a way that you just assume that it's going to be funny because you're funny as a person. Yeah, I think my life in general is just one big punchline, so I'm not, <laughs> like, too worried about it. Yeah. Um, and in regards to, like, this is a moderately smooth transition. Yeah, yeah. Um, in regards to content, like, you tell a lot of stories about, like, talking about your therapist and that yeah. sort of thing. How mm-hmm. long have you been in therapy and for what? I, I have been in therapy since I was 14, all right. Um, I wow. Early, yeah. Early bloomer. Yeah, I know. I I I knew pretty soon that I had some problems. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that I'm as happy as everyone else. Uh-huh. I'm not sure that this is how my life is supposed to be going. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's like high school. Everyone cares about everything, but I'm like, I think I care a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm always trying to be the best. So I I am like. I think that I... I'm going to be the best at caring. I'm yeah. going to be the best at being sad. <laughs> I'm going to be the best at crying all the time. <laughs> um, and so I, I, um, I 
started going to therapy when it was uh it was my sophomore year of high school or maybe my freshman year i don't really know okay it was one of the two um and it was just like i i had been not feeling good Mm -hmm. and um so i went to a psychiatrist and i told the psychiatrist and my mom my mom was there and i told the psychiatrist about my life and um Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, it sounds like you might have depression. And then my mom just starts bawling. And I was like, oh, we're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, don't worry. Like, I've known this for a while. I know this is shocking because you're just finding out. But, um, yeah, mom, I'm I'm sad. <laughs> um, and it was just like, I don't know. It's so I've like I've been living with it for a while and and that's that's really the, the thing that's kind of hard is because I do I have a lot of jokes about like oh man wish I was dead you know they're yep. they're snappier than that but uh, <laughs> uh but it's like I've, I've I've heard from friends and and my boyfriend that like hey I think I think part of the reason people don't laugh at that is because they're a little nervous yeah like yeah I guess but the thing is for me it's like. I, I have to laugh about it. Yeah. I all of the things that happened to me, if I don't laugh at them, like it's it's giving them a power mm-hmm. and it's something I don't want to do. So I'm you know, I wrote in the the program of that, you know, like someone told me we laugh to keep from crying and I've just run with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just like I also you know, when I was in high school I was ashamed of going to therapy. Mm. But then this wild thing happened where, like, depression became cool. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I have mixed feelings about this (laughs) because I'm so glad that I don't feel like I have to hide it anymore. But Mm -hmm. now I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, I the biggest thing for me is, like, you know, and I, I do want people to, like, not feel bad about having depression. But I see see like these like teenage girls walking around in shirts that say like sad all day mm-hmm. and i'm like but right now you are laughing with your friends mm-hmm. in central park you look like you don't have a care in the world and it feels mm-hmm. like the depression is becoming this like fashion statement when it in fact is a real thing that like as much as i can joke about it like sometimes it's really hard for me to leave my apartment yeah you know like it's it's like i think it it is important to have levity about it and it is important to like try to deal with it but i think that there's all this like wild thing of like now it's cool i'm like "Mm." Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i'd get rid of it if i could (laughs) you know like oh man like i you know that's the thing is like my depression has definitely shaped who i am and and i do kind of like who i am but i'm also like um yeah no no but it's like it's like what would I give to just like feel the way other people feel? Yeah, for just like a, a, an hour every day at least. Yeah. yeah, and just be all right. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with that. And it was this weird thing. I in high school as well. There was a lot of um, I hung out with a crowd. There was a lot of like fascination with psychological disorders yeah. and like, ooh, aren't like serial killers so interesting and why do they do it? I'm like, no, not really. It's like, <laughs> it's really an issue and because of the treatment we don't give them that. Yeah. that okay. So, yeah, yeah, the, the cookie dough is good today. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, also just like, I don't know if like people with, with mental health issues are just like find me somehow or I find them, <laughs> but it's... It has been like a wild thing where I'm like, how did how did we get here? <laughs> you know, like what is going on? I also like uh, I I feel like two things. Number when you're in New York, everyone has a bit of something going on. Oh like, yeah, to live in New York is to have anxiety mm-hmm. at least. And then the other thing is like we smell our own. Like we can tell when yeah you, I, yeah I'm in place. I will gravitate towards the hyperactive people mm-hmm. and the anxious people because I'll be like, oh, someone understands me. Yeah. There's this really interesting thing about um, people with manic depressive disorder, like uh, like seven out of ten times they will marry or partner with someone who also is manic depressive. Sounds extraordinarily unstable. Yes, it is. Sounds bad. Yeah, it is. It's a bad scene. Yeah. And like, but it 
in my life consistently has happened as yeah. well because like there's someone who ha- can match your energy level who mm-hmm. can understand the rapidity of thought and all this because it's really fun to have someone just look at you and go look at him go but like yeah. if you're not on that same level like you're, you're bored right and i think there's something that is really important about some when you're finding a partner both romantically or creatively or whatever mm-hmm. um that's someone that understands you but can also be like a leveling tool if that makes mm-hmm. sense and there that's very hard to find i feel yeah. like someone who's willing to tolerate oh you even in like just like your case of like oh you don't want to be alive today okay let's yeah. work with this and i'm like but let's not yeah, <laughs> yeah <I don't> know. <laughs> Let's just let me wallow in it. I don't know. I just want to remain in my bed. Yeah. And watch When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. But the only reason I'm watching that is (laughs) because Carrie Fisher is in it and I miss her. (laughs) But yeah. Um, See, my biggest thing in relationships has been, like, Googling articles of, like, how to not treat your boyfriend like he is your therapist. (laughs) How to understand that not everyone has a degree in psychology. Yes. (laughs) Like, it's like, I'm, why don't you get it? (laughs) Like, oh, because you're just, you're, you're a person and, like, Mm -hmm. this is the extreme part and, like, that's, that's the thing, like, you shouldn't have to. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a whole big thing. Yeah. Um, but it is also like, um, if you are with, I, I think if you are with someone with any sort of mental illness, you should definitely like research the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like, and if people don't, Mm -hmm. that's a sign that the relationship probably won't go very far. Right. Just because of it. Like, cause you got to commit to this thing that you're both doing. Yeah. You know, Meet in the middle. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know something about what's going on. Oops, that um, was me. Oh man. Yeah, we're fine. Um, but yeah, so and then I um in high school back to back to my uh, yeah my history we, of being sad. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> like did that be the name of your autobiography? The history of being sad or yes. me being sad? Yeah. Well, um, cause like I don't know, like depression is is like so it's it's this thing that like is so everyone feels it at a certain point and mm-hmm. like i don't know like and then calling it like clinical depression sounds wild but clinical um and i don't i don't know i just like i'm like no i'm just like i'm sad i don't know let's just <laughs> let's just call it what it is um i'm just bummed 80 percent of the time yeah i'm like i'm just it, you know my my 100% is is like 150 for everyone else mm-hmm. like that's that's where we're, we're capping mm-hmm. um but so i um then I, I was on meds for i was on Zoloft for a couple of years yeah and uh didn't like that no wasn't a good time wasn't feeling it, it was just that was a Man, that was one of my jokes in one of my stand-up sets. Was yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I couldn't feel anything, <laughs> so I just uh, stopped taking it. Um, yeah, I just I I didn't like being on meds, and I I completely think that like it is important if you can do it to do it. Mm-hmm. And I I I think about it all the time. Like, could I do it? And I just the prospect of being on medication also gives me anxiety. Yeah. So it's it's this horrible thing where, like, uh, I saw Chris Gethard's career suicide, and I'm so glad that he advocates for medication because mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't, like, it, it hasn't really helped me as much as just being in therapy has. Mm-hmm. Um, just having someone to talk to all the time and just understanding because I've been living with it and, like, knowing about it for a very long time so it's um it's an understanding that this too shall pass yeah we're gonna swing up soon and just like be ready Mm -hmm. (laughs) you just wait kid (laughs) just give it a good cry and then maybe you'll be good to go Uh i don't know (laughs) and i think that's important to realize that like not every not every solutions for everybody and specifically and kind of I keep relating this back to me because that's what people do. Right. Um, well, we're the center of our own universe. So, absolutely. like, why wouldn't we? Exactly. Um, and people with my condition, uh, if you're not on medication, people get really nervous. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I've, I haven't, I've been on medication for anxiety, depression that nearly killed me. And mm-hmm. so let's, 
any sort of process in regards to medication will have to be a lengthy and yeah and being very particular about it yeah also i'm at a point where i'm not a danger to myself no. or others when i'm off medication so i'm okay but therapy does really help as well for me because mm-hmm. it's just like talking shit out and making sure that you feel all like th- yeah. there's someone's listening because i feel like so much of depression is just like that this hopeless thing of mm-hmm. like no one no one cares about you yeah and yeah so, even Oof, if you're pay- man speaking my truth <laughs> <laughs> even if you're paying someone to care i'm like yeah. at least so, like i can i can do this i'll yeah. totally pay to have friends i'm cool with it yeah um <laughs> my roommate was talking like if i'm ever famous i and like people will hang around me just because i have money i'm fucking fine with that I'm so cool with it it doesn't matter as long as i have company yeah <laughs> um no and i mean that's like so like in in my uh it was actually hearts on the wall. Hearts on the wall was the first time that I said, like, you know, I've had I've had uh, three therapists since moving to New York, and I've lived here for a year, so that's a lot. <laughs> and I just realized in the moment, I was like, wow, that is a lot. <laughs> um, that was like uh, because for me, like, yes, I think I think that like therapy works, but like you have to find the right therapist Absolutely. you can't just go with anyone because like i know what therapy works for me i when when my therapist will explain to me what's going on in my brain on a purely like chemical level and like why like the science of like why because i have no idea what science is i don't i don't get any of it mm-hmm. but so like when someone can just talk to me and explain to me like this is what's happening in your brain right now and and this is why you feel like this and just understanding like the chemical breakdown of it all is, is so helpful to me way more helpful than some when someone's like what if you were a vegan and i'm like yeah but what if i just hated myself a little bit more you know like <laughs> i don't someone suggested that you switch to veganism to cure your depression oh my god has what has someone suggested i do <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean it maybe wasn't veganism but it was like so here's what i don't want you to eat and i'm like right but um i don't know if you've done some research um <laughs> actually when you tell your body that you can't have things that makes you sad too because <laughs> um, i just did the whole 30 and it wasn't fun so i don't know like it's like I think that there is also, but that's the thing. It's like that will work for someone else. Yeah. That like her stuff, which I hated, mm-hmm. will definitely work for someone else. And the second therapist I had, who just insulted me all the time, that'll work for someone else. <laughs> it's just like everyone has their thing that'll work for them, which is why I've had so many therapists. Because yep. I'm just trying to find my lady. Yeah. Um, and do you specifically find a woman therapist? No, because I was well. I mean, it's it's always been women. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think. Like, I'd, I'd try out a guy. It's just, like, always happened that it's, like, been a woman. Because mm-hmm. um, I just started going to um, the Institute for Humanity. Okay. I'm not familiar with them. Um, it's this really cool place. So a lot of people at UCB go there, I think. Heard. I don't know if a lot of people, but... Um, Enough people? Someone who performs at UCB told me about it. So, like, that's <laughs> what I mean when I say a lot of people. is I know one. Um, so, <laughs> like, who knows? But, uh... Yeah, so I, I started going there, and they're actually, like, um, so they do a lot of things, uh, you know, about, like, identity and, like, uh, LGBTQ mm-hmm. stuff, um, but then, so there's, like, a lot of, like, trying to, like, help people figure out, like, sexual awareness, I think, but, like, uh, they also have um, people, like, they give actors and artists discounts, oh, cool. and they have special rates for them on, like, a graduated scale of, like, income. Hmm. Um, and I was like, cool. You just have to like prove that you're an artist. Um, I never did that part. So I I think it's probably fine. Um, (laughs) I don't know. So yeah, it's just like, um, that's been a cool place. I've been there for a while and Mm -hmm. it seems just like super chill. Cool. Yeah. I've, um, exclusively saw, seen men as well. Yeah. And I feel like it's the dumb thing of like, I'm. I'm stupid enough where I would fall in love with my therapist if she was a woman and I found yeah. her attractive. Like, it would be stupid and I would hate it. And Because yep. it is, there's a huge power in listening. And, oh, yeah. And that's all people want is someone yeah. to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also egotistical enough where it's like, I need my therapist to think I'm funny. Yeah. I, and that's something 
you kind of don't most people wouldn't think about but I'm like I need you to be susceptible to who I am as a person and it's it, it's so weird trying to match up a personality mm-hmm. together um and yeah I I my my sister's gone through a fair amount of therapies and like therapists and different therapies and therapies <laughs> as well of like trying to find yeah. what's right for her and it's such a it's such a process and uh, I I found that cognitive behavioral therapy is, mm-hmm. which is just like, hey, you feel this way. Here's a trick to maybe stop that. Yeah. Whereas like, um, I I've done a little bit of talk therapy, and I'm like, this 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 I can do by myself. I can talk things out. Yeah. Or do what we're doing now. Right, right. But um, what do you tend to lean towards besides the the scientific part? Well, so like, this is actually the first time that like my therapist laughs at things that I say and like we joke because that like for the first time when I went to therapy and I was telling her my goals and stuff she was like but I want you to know like this is the place where you can tell me like good things too and I was like uh oh oh okay (laughs) interesting I guess you know maybe I will tell you when things are going good Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay um yeah so like um I don't know I, I I do just like mostly talk Mm-hmm. about things um and like i think for me it's just like it's like having a, an objective observer mm-hmm. um you know someone who i can talk to about everything mm-hmm. you know there's nothing that i can't say in there yeah. um but it also like for a while i I like I really wanted my therapist when I was in college. I really wanted her to like me. And then I I started to understand that like she liked me because I was being so open and honest with her. Mhm. And because I'm smart as fuck. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> um no, but like like that is the thing is like I I know where my problems come from. Mhm. I know I mean I was there. Yeah. I know exactly what happened. I I have a lot of like awareness about my own problems and and what like the deal is i just don't know like what to do about them um and i just don't it it so for me it's like i don't really need someone to like psychoanalyze me and tell me these things because like i get it like i've also i've been in therapy since i was 14 there's not like too many new things that someone could yeah. tell me so it's like it's nice to have somewhere to go to decompress for an hour mm-hmm. and just like feel like someone is on my side yeah i suppose yeah that's that make that tracks specifically when you're generally not on your side yeah oh my god yeah you no someone in your corner like going okay it's round three you got him you got him you got yeah. this it's round three but you got it how how that is he it's fine <laughs> just, just go on out there yeah um that's i remember um i my therapist for a while like i don't have a therapist now because i don't have insurance that's has coverage out here which is a bitch of a thing uh, it was a, a hard thing mm-hmm. which so uh humanity institute sometimes yeah. I, he, no it's institute of human identity i don't know i get their name wrong every time i i just know where the building is so honestly i just go in but um <laughs> so i hope i haven't been just like plugging the wrong thing because wow would that just be hilarious if yeah. like <laughs> I, uh, this place sounds great it doesn't exist <laughs> like, it was in my mind the whole time um, <laughs> you, little do you know you've just been going into an abandoned parking lot and talking to yourself just been yeah um, <laughs> talking to like a doorman for an hour and he's uh. like please leave uh, hey Molly how's it going <laughs> yeah so there <laughs> I I work with someone who's I don't they probably have a more a cooler term for it but i work with someone who's like training oh heard yeah because yeah. i'm that became the thing is like i since i do feel like i've got a good grasp on the things i just mm-hmm. need to be somewhere have a thing to look forward to that i can be like this is the time that i, I deal with stuff um they charge 65 a session mm. which that ain't bad it's not it's it's it was 65 for, like, the in-training thing, 
I think, 75 for, like, one of their staff. and A proper doctor, no. Yeah, um. you know, a licensed professional. <laughs> it's like, I, don't, I, don't, you know, I don't know. The, the lady I see could honestly just also have been someone who just wandered off the street, and, and we just get, like... She's the doorman, little... Yeah, little, little do I know, we're actually just renting a studio in Ripley Greer for an hour and just, like, <laughs> hanging out, <laughs> which would also be hilarious because 65 is probably what that costs. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just like it's affordable. Mm-hmm. Um and um but like I I could not find someone in my insurance network that I liked. Yeah. But then again, I tried twice. So, you know, <laughs> like I I normally give up after one failed attempt, so like I'm not even hard on myself about that. I'm like <laughs> that was really good of me. I did a good job. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like, and it's hard just like, it's exhausting cycling through therapists as well. And also it costs a fair yes. amount of money because it's like six, 60 bucks every time or yeah. whatever. Right. So like you go to three sessions with that therapist that you don't like right. just to see if you can. And that's, it's, oh. Yeah. There were times where I was like, I knew right away that I didn't like that person. I should have just left, but I'm also mm-hmm. terrified of confrontation. Oh yeah. So, you know, obviously that, that, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy. So like. I kind of, during that performance at Hearts on the Wall, I kind of, like, got, I was thinking about that experience, and, like, so my transition into my next jokes, I, I don't like, I didn't, I was, like, because I got lost in my head for a minute, I was thinking about how long this woman contacted me mm-hmm. after I left her, and I was, like, thinking about, oh, that was, like, extraordinarily unprofessional. Yes. <laughs> and I just got, like, lost thinking about, like, she really shouldn't have done that. No. Um, because, like, <laughs> it was, like, it was clear, like, it's, like, no, I've talked to you for a while now you know that i can't do that like you stop it leave me alone um but yeah Yeah, and it's also like just it's there's nothing personal it's a business transaction right like there is something like inherently personal it was personal it was so personal i just didn't like her (laughs) but like it's personal but not personal because it's nothing no one's fault yeah it's just like yeah right because that's the thing is like like i said like that works for someone else just not for me sorry please don't Please email me call- eight times a day. Like, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, but yes, yeah, so, like, that is something that I... So I'm writing a screenplay. Yeah. It's called Don't Worry, I'm Fine. Um, because that is, like, what I would call a stand-up special if mm-hmm. I had one. Uh, you know, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, but, like, in the end, um, the character that I would, like, ideally play talks about, like, I've tried to work on these things in therapy, but, like, every time I tell a new therapist, like, these problems, they just get the same sad look on their face of, like, <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened to you. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But, like, like I no, like, please don't just, like, look at me like it's it's the worst thing you have ever heard. Because, like, first of all, it's not. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all, like, um, I'm going to need more than just you feeling bad for me. Yeah. Like, I can't. We can't solve my problems just by that. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I could, then, you know, my yeah. mom would have solved it a while ago. Right. Because it's just, it's it, it's hard to just, like, go through, a, like, and that was, like, I, I didn't see therapists for a while because I just, I didn't want to give them a family history again. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just go through my history of, like, so here's what my therapist told me when I was 14. It's just, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, I it o- is. almost wish I was new to this. <laughs> it's like, no, I have, it's like. When you're applying for a job and you have to explain why you were fired or something. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, God, it's just so long. Just like know the answer already. I don't know. I'll write an essay about it and you can read it. I just don't want to talk about it. What I've taken to doing, and I've admittedly, I've only been to like two therapists maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, you're such a noob. <laughs> yeah, I am. Like, um, I realized like, because I saw a therapist once when I was 16. I did one session and then I was like, I can't do this. Because it was this old, grumpy, white dude in Minnesota. Yeah. I was like, I can't talk to you about how I want to kill myself because my girlfriend broke up with me. Like that, you know, you just seem... He looked like Dick Cheney. Like, I couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, so he's like off shooting people. Yeah, exactly. It's like, maybe maybe we can make a pact here. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but then like, what I've taken to doing... Um, is just bringing my file from the previous therapist to the new therapist and be like, this is me, read it over. Yeah. This is my symptomology. Just fucking, you're a professional, figure it yeah. out. Like, sure oh, it's almost like a resume. Mean, like, yeah. Yeah. 
Here's my headshot. Here's mm-hmm. my resume. Yep. Uh, I will be performing a piece from from Waiting for Godot. It has Lucky's monologue. Yes, <laughs> I do have that memorized. No. Um, what if though that was like the way that someone could diagnose you? It was just like how you perform a very well known monologue. <laughs> What a weight off my shoulders that would be. Absolutely. Just like, I just did something and they'd know everything about me. I, um, in college, so I was writing a bunch mm-hmm. of essays and eventually I, I did like give those to my therapist and I was like, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just Dropbox these yeah. to you. She, she read them. Um, cause I, I mentioned her in like one line cause our names rhymed and I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So she was part of my essay. So she's immortalized. You're welcome. As if she hasn't done, like, a bunch of research and isn't, like, a cool professional lady. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about going to therapy kind of with a workbook, Mm -hmm. and that's always what I viewed it as. Like, it's, like, the same way when you show up to physical therapy, you're, like, today we're going to work on getting my leg working again. Mm -hmm. And I feel like doing something, like, one at a time and, like, making a goal for, like, a month seems, for me at least, has worked really well. Yeah. Well... What was so crazy is, like, so this place that I go to must just be, like, good uh, <laughs> because they, um, you know, I sat down and she, she, she was like, so what are your goals for this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, literally no one's ever asked me that before. Really? Yeah. No one has ever been like, what do you want to work on in our mm-hmm. time here? And I'm like, uh, um, uh. Ooh, what's too big? What's too small? Can we, uh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe being happy. Um, Can uh, I reduce the time I spend in bed in the morning? Yeah. Can well, go ahead. so she did say something about that because I was like, sometimes I feel sad because I don't do anything. And she's like, so um, your bed is for sleeping and fucking. <laughs> You're oh, like, yeah, because my therapist is cool. Yeah, that's dope as shit. Well, maybe she didn't say fucking, and maybe that was just like, no, I'm pretty sure she did. She's so cool. I really like her. She's super cool. Um, but it was like, because that, that has been a problem for me. I'm like, I, so I write down, uh, I've got, I'm I'm super, like, interesting and really cool. So I have this um, <laughs> New Yorker daily cartoon calendar. Uh-huh. And on the back of every day, I write down what I did. So it's not a journal. It's way cooler than that. It's um, it's just my life on a calendar. And I put it in a jar. So, like, sometimes I'll think, like, um, oh, today I didn't do anything. I just laid in bed mm-hmm. and watched Netflix. And it's so weird because it's, like, so each sheet is, like, the size of this notebook of mm-hmm. yours that I just picked up that, you know. So six by four yeah they're not they're not big sheets yeah. but you know if i can't fill it out i'm like what did i do what the fuck like because oh, no. even if like writing down what you ate mm-hmm. in some detail should take up that amount of space so i'm like if i can't do that i'm like this is bad so then she told me she's like this is really um more of a thing that people talk to like insomniacs about is like you only use your bed for sleep and for sex. Mm-hmm. And um, she wanted me to like try it for a week. And I did. I was like, I was in like my living room more often on the couch. So really just, I went from like one comfy spot to actually my couch is not comfortable. So I was like <laughs> in pain a little bit, but um, it was not in pain. It was fine. Um, but like, I don't know. It was just like, <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I get it. But like, I also like don't have insomnia. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I mean, not like, real insomnia i'm like sometimes i can't sleep oh (laughs) yeah i get that yeah Yeah. so it was um yeah i think that's a generally a good rule that's why um i kind of applied that as well because like when i moved here i was like i need a desk Mm because otherwise i don't have a place to work and i can't work on my bed because that's too relaxing and blah 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 blah. yeah i i work at um the table in my living room Mm -hmm. I just do that because that was the other thing is like I, I write in bed and like, well, I probably shouldn't do that. But um, so that's how you reduce your time in bed in the morning yep. is it's just like you wake up, you get out of bed. Yeah. You just do it. And like easier said than done, but you just Absolutely. do it. Yep. I um, 
one of the main reasons I asked you, hey, can we push it back, was because, like, I woke up, I was like, I need at least an hour yeah. to get my brain. Yeah. Carrie Fisher said this wonderful thing. It's like, I've just woken up. Oh, you love Carrie Fisher. She's amazing. <laughs> um, I've just woken up. I'm waiting for my personality to arrive. Yeah. And it's that. It's just like, I need an hour an hour and a half of just me mm-hmm. figuring out where the hell I'm at in my headspace, and I need a cup of coffee during mm-hmm. that time. Otherwise, I'm just <sighs> yeah. You caught me on a good day. Um, good because that is my thing. Is like I wake up and I think good day, <laughs> or mm-hmm. I wake up and I think no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> Can no, we no. Just no. Not? <laughs> Actually, I don't want responsibility today, so I think I'll pass. <laughs> um, yesterday was is it was it was. It was it was a no-no day. Yeah. It was like, I don't think so. I don't, I actually really don't want to do this. And then I, I had like a really long talk with my boyfriend last night. And like, and that's really, cause that's the thing is like, that's what I need mm-hmm. is like just talking and being like, well, I let my emotions out. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up today like, okay, I'm in a good mood. Good. Let's see what happens today. But now I have to go to acting class later and be angry. So Looks like I'm fucked either way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, are actors ever in, like, just a neutral good mood? I don't no, think so. I don't know. I've, I feel like they're either elated or just... I don't trust happy people. No. I think there's something wrong. <laughs> but I also really want to be like them, so mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know. It is this, like, shame of it, of, like, people who... Like, because there's that... There's some truth to that ignorance is bliss. Thing. Yeah. It's like, if you just are not... Um, uh, if you are unobservant and you just go about you tend to, like, be happier because things don't apply to you, you th- right. feel. Whereas, like, if you have... And I think that's why this generation, our generation, rather, um, is so, has so much anxiety and so much depression and stuff like that because our ears are constantly to the world and mm-hmm. so we're constantly feeling shitty about everything yeah you know and that was one of the things my therapist said to me in college that like still sticks with me is just like well yeah if you're paying attention it's impossible not to be sad yeah it, i mean it's just like it's so much and you know woe is me because it's not happening to me but like it's just like wild yeah that there's so much that like I mean, that's its own thing. That's not, like, really where my problems come from. But there, there's this feeling of, like, why can't I do anything about mm-hmm. these things? And, like, mostly I feel, like, so in political science, there's this feeling of political inefficacy, mm-hmm. um, which is um, how, so it's political efficacy and, like, um, how much you feel what you do impacts politics. Yeah. And um, lately I've been feeling, like, none. Yeah. I have none. And it just does not matter. And, of course, like, you know, there's some proof that, like, things do matter. But it's also, like, it's hard not to feel helpless. Yeah. I did just get my um, affidavit confirmation in the mail. And so I was like, good, I did my part. Thank oh, you. good. Yeah. I feel better about that because it was up in the air for a little bit. Um, but I also, like, going back to, like, it's impossible not to feel bad when... you're paying attention i also feel as though joy is kind of a choice joy is an outlook not a feeling Mm -hmm. and it's hard it's very hard but i also am a huge fan of angry joy angry joy if that makes sense like is looking at a bleak world and going well fuck you yeah. I'm going to be happy anyway, yeah. or I'm going to try to make others happy. Mm-hmm. And like, it is this thing of, like, you don't need, I don't know, I, I've never thought you needed, I needed to be happy all the time. I just needed to be accepting of myself and others, because then you're at least not in conflict with the world and yourself. Well, that's, my thing is, you know, I'm perfectly happy with not being happy other people don't seem as at ease with it. Yeah. And that's that's been a, a thing for me is, like, you know, if I'll be out somewhere and, like, people are like, are you fine? You're not talking. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, just let me be like that. Yes, like, please. I don't, like, we'll be fine. Just, like, <laughs> relax. <laughs> it's not going to affect you. Yeah, it's like, man, this I'm going on almost 10 years, so, like, yeah. chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know what it's about. Just, like, let me live. Yeah. Um, I remember it was, I think it was my birthday and because I always get depressed on my birthday. I don't know why. It's I, it's birthdays too much. are, there's so much pressure to have fun mm-hmm. on your birthday and it's like, 
I can't you know, what does my birthday celebration look like in relation to other people's birthday celebration? It's like, I worked on my birthday last year. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a party, invited a lot of people, and three people showed up, and I was like, this is the last time I try this. I'm just going to, yeah. like, if I if I can do, a, like, a show on my birthday, mm-hmm. that's what I will do. Yeah. Um, but it was my birthday a couple of years ago, and I was just really... You had a birthday a couple of years ago, too? Yeah. Wild. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I was just really bummed out the whole day and my roommate at the time, she was just like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, like, and she's like, do you want to go out to eat? I was like, sure. I mean, and she's like, well, where? I'm like, well, I'm in a bad enough mood where no matter where we go, I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. So you just pick where you want to go. That's a sign you shouldn't go anywhere. Yeah, probably. You should just make food inside. Yep. And she was like, uh, she didn't know how to handle that. Yeah. Which was kind of strange because she like. It's she, hard. But she's, like, depressed as well. And mm, I'm like, what part okay. of this don't you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's okay. I'm just going to be in bad mood. Get what you want. Because yeah. I don't care. Well, if I'm not feeling depressed that day, sometimes it is really hard for me to understand. Like, mm-hmm. not that this is how that situation went yeah. down. But, like, you know, sometimes when my best friend, if she's not, like, doing stuff and she's sad, I'm like, hey, Suck it up, kid. Like, get over it. I don't know. I feel great today. You should be too. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, right. Sure. Okay. Well, so like no one's perfect. No one. Yeah. Even I, who've been dealing with this for a very long time, yeah. like don't always get it. Yeah. It's just like, hmm. And also I feel like it manifests itself in different ways. Yeah. Because a lot of times when I'm depressed, I don't get like empty and lethargic i get angry because mm. i'm just like okay no one likes me fuck you yeah and i feel like that's a very um very masculine trained way to respond to that situation mm-hmm. which is unfortunate yeah um that's been getting less and less as i've been getting older which is nice yeah because when i was 16 i was really just angry at myself and didn't know how to cope wow yeah, it was very annoying. I was a jackass. I hated, like, I hated myself <laughs> back then. I still do. I, like, I feel as though I should do that, like, um, AA thing of just writing letters to people and apologizing for my actions. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, I stomped around, um, was yelled at people, was cruel with no real I will say that, like... Reason. Apologies later in life, like... I, it's never too late. Mm-hmm. You fuck that song too late to apologize because it's not <laughs> like like perhaps, you know, like you've done a lot of damage and mm-hmm. no one necessarily needs to accept something. But like, oh, man, is it never too late to apologize? Because yeah. the value of doing it is still there and it still feels good. This guy um, who was a big old fuck boy uh, <laughs> my sophomore year of college, I like had a boyfriend and he thought that, like, we were going to date. And I was like, no, but, like, did you miss the part where I have a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Um, and not even that. It's like, I still don't like you that way, regardless of whether I have a boyfriend or not. Because, like, oh, my God, do I hate when people talk about the friend zone? Because it's like, well, fuck you, because I get to have friends, too. Yeah. I don't care if you think I'm pretty. Like, I just want to be friends with some people. And mm-hmm. you're one of them. Sorry. Um, I've always thought, like one of two things happens like if you like someone and they're like yeah let's go out great if they you don't then you just really like somebody you yeah. like one of your friends a lot that's cool because like what what is not talked about in the friend zone is just like how bad that makes me feel that it's like oh so i'm either like someone's sexual desire or nothing yeah and it's like uh cool mm-hmm. so this guy like three years later apologized mm-hmm. for like how he treated me in college and i was like cool you know like we're still not gonna be friends but that mm-hmm. still means something yeah good for you personal growth yeah, yeah. it's like my main like thing is like does this person want to hear from me that's the main thing well i mean writing a, if you actually did write a letter it's like i think that is like a great way to do it because like texting texting might feel too immediate mm-hmm. you know like oh do i have to respond but like a letter is just like it takes a while. You won't even know when they got it. You mm-hmm. And it's just like... And then it's the ball's in their court. Yeah. And I've written letters before. And that's like um, an ex-girlfriend of mine uh, lived out here at the same time as me. And then she moved back to home to Minnesota. And so I was like, okay, I didn't see you during this year, but I hope you're well and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Because like, I try not to like... Just because I don't like what someone did doesn't mean I don't want them to be happy. Yeah. You know. 
And I don't feel that way about everyone, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> no, I do, like, I, I generally am, like, thinking about other people feeling sad makes me so upset. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, no, don't, oh, you'll be fine, except yeah. for, like, one person. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, you can be so you, angry, <laughs> but still fine. It. It's fine. Um, and generally what I do when, like, people I know are depressed or whatever it is that day or anxious i go hey how are you feeling and they say blah and then i go is there a reason for it do you want to talk about it Mm -hmm. yes or no and then if there's anything i can do let me know like it's just like because that's it's just a show of support and i feel like that's the best way to handle it all people need is Mm -hmm. just i think that 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 is just so valuable because like that's the other thing is like when i am upset i I don't really want advice from someone who mm-hmm. is not my therapist mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, I, I do think that I'm very smart. So I'm like, well, <laughs> you can't think of anything I didn't already think of. <laughs> but no, I just like, because I don't really need anyone to like solve my problems for me. But I just want to know that someone else cares. Yes. That I think is like, I think especially offering advice to someone unsolicited, like that is the most annoying thing to me in my life. Um, like, not just with, like, that, but with, like, you know, notes about, like, comedy, notes about, like, my art, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, so I'll let you know when I want that, yes. like, just so you know, because oh. um, it's just, like, it's not, it's not helpful right here mm-hmm. and now, it might be later, but, like, I'll let you know, I am the decider of that, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's, it's, like, I don't need to listen to some random person who doesn't, like, fully understand it kind of half-ass some because like, I don't think that people also like I don't think that people want to like give advice but you feel like you have to so I think like that's the biggest thing for people to know, people to know is like don't feel like you have to you're fine just let people know that you support them if you can do anything mm-hmm. offer that you know mm-hmm. like but like let them tell you what they need don't try to fix it like let people be mm-hmm. I agree yeah and I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah, that yeah. Sweet. Nice motivational oh, like yeah. uh, Friday night light speech there. Let people be. <laughs> Let people be Let who they go. are. Well, thank you very much for of doing course. this. Of course, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Enjoy the ride.